0: Just, no. Like, well, she was, a, she was a straight Christian woman here, so no sucking dick for her. <laughs> this is the emergency broadcast
1: system. This is not a test. Repeat, this is not a test. This is our advice to take the following steps. If exposed, remove the <laughs> The emergency broadcast, broadcast, broadcast.
0: The is mine. I don't know what that means. Broadcasting live from a German made microphone deep within the multifamily bunker here with uh fingerprint of the gods? that book of the week there we got going on,
2: May? Yeah,
0: I'm gonna start it on Monday. Yeah, oh, you haven't even started it yet. You're just you're just pre advertising. I like that. I you know, like that
3: you, you actually just need to change your name to um that one the with uh fuck, Reading
0: Rainbow name, like Guy?
3: Douglas? No, uh, no, no, no. Uh, Michael Douglas, when he goes in the fucking McDonald's. I uh, don't
0: recall that scene. Or that sultry everybody. voice you hear is Devin. Welcome to the show, Devin. What are you, oh, talking? Hi, what are, what, what are you talking about?
3: Good morning,
2: Vietnam!
0: <laughs> that's, yeah. Wrong movie. That's that's uh, Robin Williams. Yeah. Oh, okay.
2: I know. I, just, I saw that the other day, and I was like, I need to shout that out.
0: Hey, we've got... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we've got a, a great feel-good story today. But before that, uh, like us on... Uh, Like us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, wherever you uh, watch the live stream at. We also got gold Patreon content coming your way. Uh, And uh, if you have any questions or you want to add to the show, 605-868-404 is the phone number to call in. Uh, After, after the main stop, main topic, which is, I mean, it's a feel-good story, gentlemen. I think you're going to like this one. Been waiting on it for two weeks. Waited for our uh, southern representative to show up again nice to have you back may how was that rodeo uh,
2: it was really good it was, it was it was really good i was surprised um they do teams mm-hmm. i didn't know that uh, they do like uh pbr teams but uh it was it was really cool
0: anyone I get injured I,
2: I got absolutely bliss <laughs> um there was a couple injuries yeah like it's weird because like the nashville team is like they're not good Right. Like, and you just like certain cities you think would have these like dominant teams and it's i don't know i mean it's fascinating did, follow them on twitter now
0: did uh brazilian so. win the uh win there's the a
2: ton of brazilian like it like, surprised were, me
0: like, too so many is gonna like, win
2: three that or shit. three or four whites On on all the teams Well I mean do we have to Do
0: we have to describe them by their racial color I went by country but
3: You know the Chinese team is going to be killing it There ain't no Chinese Chinese riding bulls Five foot one The bull's just not even bucking Because he's like is there something on my back I'm not sure (laughs) I didn't see um,
2: any uh, Chinese bull riders But it's um, like uh, A couple Native American Like one of the guys on the national team His name is Ryan Dirt Eater you know i thought that was pretty
3: interesting <laughs> i don't uh, know i don't Cody know like little the horse, ancestor that earned that horse. last name was yeah. like come on <laughs> He's man like, like, really stick
0: to like, gathering first thing you did, stick just... to gathering This yeah. <laughs> guy needed some
3: to... clay in your system or something <laughs> i uh, used to go I, it's
2: fascinating yeah I... tiny little midgets, though just running around and i'm just like <laughs> they're just so spunky and they've got so much attitude but like they're no taller than like five foot five. And I'm like Oh yeah,
3: you can't be a good tall guy and do uh, freaking no. buffalo riding. Like I did I did junior bulls when I was like
0: Did you say buffalo riding? <laughs> yeah Sure.
3: <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> buffalo riding. But uh I did junior bulls, like when I was like either eighth grade or freshman and I remember riding those fuckers and I was just I wasn't even that tall then. I was only like five nine maybe but even then they're like you're getting a little too tall for that bull ride and i'm like i'm oh, fucking not that tall like that's why they're all short and stumpy yeah. yeah, tall dudes just get s- slow Wow, well, yeah. i get slammed yeah, around nice. one jump usually usually big guys do steer wrestling
2: but i was getting i was getting drunk and i was like i could fucking do that these guys are pussies. <laughs> i don't know you're <laughs> like, too tall i was like oh, 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 hold on to it <laughs> I told the old May, lady I was going to get her drunk and call her by her cousin's name just to see uh, if I uh,
3: <laughs> You're freaking May's reason for going to the country bars just so he could ride the mechanical bull. i got to yeah, practice. Yeah. got to practice. Gotta practice. Speed it up. up gotta i got to get, get my medicine. flak jacket, and my helmet, my neck brace. Well, Might as well I put on a full set of pads.
2: I said there's no, there was only a couple men out there actually that were just wearing their cowboy hats. The rest of them had hockey helmets on. I, I don't
3: blame him, dude. Those bulls are fucking no, massive. Yeah. Yeah, There's one
2: dude. I mean, there, I saw several dudes get stepped on. And I was just like.
0: <laughs> I used to go um, go to the different rodeos up in New York when I lived up there. I went to the the opener, which is in Madison Square Garden. Oh, nice. Yeah, which is just a blast. And then uh, we went to the one in Albany. And uh, I went there, and I had my, like, my button-down pearls, you know, and my cowboy hat. And, uh, what's the, uh, the, the cowboy, the, uh, the, uh, clown cowboy, uh, what's his name? Uh, it was like Bullfighters? F- Floyd or something. Rasmussen? Well, it was, oh. it was Floyd back then. This was quite All a right. few years ago, but he, he does this thing where he runs up and down the stands and picks a guy out to dance on the Megatron. Right. And so he's running up and down and I'm looking around and I realize that I am the only one in Albany, New York that has a cowboy hat on. So oh, I like no. I take my cowboy hat off, sit back, oh, yeah. sit back down, and he sees me. So he oh, comes shit. over to me and uh
3: target found.
0: And yep, yep. And uh of course all my so buddies are like Susie this
3: guy, this guy. That. And uh he, he, he took the hat off He's just blows. Yes, yeah,
0: so yeah, yeah. So he comes over and uh, they play of course some like club techno music for you to dance to. And he described it as a mixture between the Running Man and Homer Simpson. And uh, and they proceeded to play it again and again throughout the entire rodeo. They did it in slow motion one time. Uh, <laughs>
3: they play Cotton Eye Joe. That seems like a <laughs> that's what I thought.
0: I was like, you know, I can do a little sidestep or something. And no, it was straight up techno. I was like, God damn it! I don't know what to do. And I just watched uh, what was that movie about? Ping pong, Balls of Fury. Yeah. Remember that movie? <laughs> With uh, Christopher Walken and Terry Crews, and all I could think wow. of was Terry Crews dancing up to the pool table, so that's pretty much like the dance I was trying to imitate. It was, uh, it was a good moment. Uh, awesome. Guys, are you ready for today's story? Mm-hmm. All right. Yes. All right.
2: Well. I've been trying to spread the word, getting people on our TikTok. hmm Sharing clips. Listen, still, I think it's I think it's slowly working. Huge
0: shout out to Maverick. Although the last TikTok he sent, I think, scared away more fans than it, and then it brought in. I don't know what that was about. Oh, the-, the running the girl that was running. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, if you want to see that goal, join us on TikTok Phantom underscore um, Facts. All right, the year is eighteen ninety in a little town called Henryville. Indiana, and a boy was born in 1890 by the name of Harlan. Uh, Now, his dad, Wilbur, was a butcher, and his mom was a devout Christian woman who taught him the evils of drinking and swearing and sinning. Uh, So, you know, small town, 1890, not a lot of uh, infrastructure built around there yet. Not a lot of jobs to choose from. And his dad comes home one day when he's five with a fever. And shortly dies thereafter. Now he had two other brothers. Or two, two other siblings. A brother and a sister. And uh, and the mom, you know, she's got to get some sort of income coming in. Right? Because the dad's dead. Harlan is just, uh, just five years old. And he's the oldest of his siblings, so she goes to work at a canning factory. Now, what's interesting is like it wasn't like an eight-hour shift at the canning factory; it was a three-day shift. So, mm. so you work there for three days, and then you come back, then you come back home. What uh, the fuck? Yeah.
2: Well, it's better because I thought you were going to go Hank Williams on us and Mama turned to prostitution. Mm. So at least she went to just nope. canning. No, well, she was a, she days. was
0: a straight Christian woman here, so no sucking dick for her. Uh, sure. so.
2: Or I mean, yeah, at least in her private time, that's
3: canning, canning, <laughs> yeah, can that canning. sperm? Can different term back it's, then, you know? All right, all right. She's
0: yeah. <laughs> probably a lovely lady. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, uh, this left, uh, poor little Harlan in, in control of his siblings while she was gone for three days. So she taught him pretty much the basics, how to cook and how to upkeep the house while she'd be gone. And this continued on for a few years until, uh, until she found herself another man. And, uh, Harlan at that age was, he was 12 years old. And she remarries and they head out to Indianapolis, Indiana. And uh, the stepdad, not a big fan of Harlan, decided uh, decide that it was time for him to become a man and kicked him out of the house at twelve. Mm.
3: Fucking awesome stepdad. Way to go, mom.
0: Listen, I'll take care clap of the your two
3: mama's chicks and his <laughs> <out of>
0: <laughs> I'll take care of the two kids, but the twelve year old's gotta go. He's a man now. I yeah, I ain't, ain't feeding him. Uh <laughs>
2: He's got hairs on his plums. So he needs to get out there in the world.
0: <laughs> See, teach him how to be a man. What
2: a
3: fucker! Yeah, I know, uh, right?
0: Different time.
3: How many brothers and
0: sisters you got? We got two brothers or two two siblings. One brother, one sister. So, uh, so at twelve, she remarries, and uh, poor old Harlan
3: gets kicked out of the house.
0: Well, you know, fine, whatever. So he decides. Go, Christian
3: mama. Yeah. I
0: already hate her more. <laughs> uh, so anyway, you know, he tries to do the school thing. Works his way up to sixth grade. And, uh, you know, they, they start what grade? sixth Wait, grade. Wait, what? He works Six his grade? way up to sixth grade. And uh, they they start teaching uh, algebra. And he just don't much care for that. He uh, didn't want to find anything that was unknown factors. X equals Y. He said, oh, that's bullshit. I'm out. So he decides to sign up for the military in 1906. So he enlists in the military at 16 years of age. He lies about it. Uh, tells them he's old enough to serve. So he gets shipped out to Cuba uh, with the military. And uh turns out he's very seasick on the trip to Cuba. He loses 41 pounds by the time they get there. He's puking so much.
3: Cuba's not that far.
0: I know. That's what I thought. But he, they said he was so sick that he, by the time they got to Cuba, he had lost uh, forty-one pounds. Forty-one pounds he would lost. So anyway, they get to Cuba, and his job is to uh, to watch after the donkeys, make sure they're fed and all that stuff. Now, six months later, he is honorably discharged from the military because, according to some, they find out he's only sixteen years old, and like, ah, you can't be. I
3: mean, it's kind of obvious. I mean, if you're grown, man, you know when there's, like, there's no way this kid's old enough. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Put him in charge of the donkeys. Like, ah, this kid's throwing up all over the place. Let's
3: just get rid of him. You know what's going to be next year? Here's a drum. Beat this (laughs) when we're going (laughs) to battle.
0: Stay in the front. Stay in the front. In front of me, (laughs) preferably. (laughs) (laughs) Aim low, boys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: that cannonball? Get in front of that thing. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Uh, so anyway, and that I was like you didn't
2: say Civil War, did you?
1: So I guess we're not shooting.
2: No
0: well, I think they still had cannonballs in nineteen oh six. I mean, we're not talking that far removed from uh, Civil War times. Now I think that's when Theodore Roosevelt was president, right? Nineteen oh six? The Rough Riders. No. That'd been the Rough Rider time.
3: Right. Well, yeah, but he wasn't president when he was a Rough Rider.
0: No, no, but it would have been the time around the same time I think he was serving in the military.
3: Oh yeah, for sure.
0: Well, I not serving, it, he had his own militia. Remember, that's how that right. worked. You could just get a group of guys together and be like, hey, we'll, we'll fight for the army. I got 30 Rough Riders here. So that's, uh, that's sort of that time frame. They didn't even have a huge military at that point. But anyway, he gets dishonorably discharged, and uh, he decides, well, I'll move to Bama. And he cleaned yeah. boilers on uh, train locomotives. That was his job, and he worked. He worked himself up to fireman, which was the guy that shoveled coal into the boilers. So he was working his way up the uh, the train chain. Got married at age nineteen. Uh, they have a baby girl, and uh, he's working on these trains. Uh, he switches over to working on track maintenance, and uh, now this guy Harlan, he had a little bit of a temper. Just a little bit of one. So he would uh, he'd get in fights all the time. And uh, he joined the firemen union, which made his bosses very upset because they were union busters and they didn't want anyone in the union running the train outfit. So when he gets uh, a small episode of seasick or, or travels, what is that called? Motion sickness? Yeah. Uh, they immediately fire him. On trumped up charges, so he moves out to uh, to West Virginia, and uh, take
2: me home. <laughs> Country roads.
3: Take. this a- guy related to like our Harlan Williams that was in Half bake. No,
0: calm down, calm down. Uh, just, just be patient. Wait for it to unfold. No, you're getting excited. Grandpa's get cough excited. medicine. <laughs> So old Harlan takes another job as a fireman elsewhere, uh, gets in a fight with the train engineer. So he gets fired from there. And so then he decides, well, I got to get another job as a fireman. Now his wife at this point's getting sort of fed up. She said, uh, quote,
3: <laughs> I was going to say he's killing it in his early years yeah, of life so yeah. far. Yeah. His wife you know, gets a little more this fired is where a lot to
2: find yourself. You're, this, this you know, the period just to find yourself. So, she she says,
0: you've been jumping around job to job like a damn flea. That's what she says. And he says, well, fuck that. I'm going to go to uh, Tennessee and uh, get a job as a fireman there. And uh, I'll come back for you when I'm settled in. Well, she's not a big fan of this plan. So, she leaves. Yeah. So, so, he gets a letter from his uncle saying, oh, by the way, hope you're doing well. Uh, by the way, she... Uh, she tore down the house, sold everything, sold all your possessions, and has moved, and took the
3: kids. Tore it down? Yeah. Sold the wood on the side of the house. <laughs> yes. well, I'm sure it was like a twelve
2: by eleven <laughs> That's fucking a shack. shack. With a fucking like wood stove in it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I get, like, get twenty five dollars <laughs> for all this lumber. <laughs> this won't take but ten minutes.
3: Mm. <laughs> Fuck so, this guy! So he, well, he never got her pregnant, I guess, huh?
0: No, he got it. He had a baby girl with her he and a son. No. And a son oh, wow. at this point. So, now he's got two kids, right? And so, she takes well, off with the kids. He must uh, have been a real, like.
3: We're talking, really let's cool.
0: see. At He's in his early 20s. So, it would have been, like, 1910-ish. 1910. Yeah, but I, I mean,
3: like, know. for her to leave him, like, back then, you know, very taboo-ish. Yeah. Like, yeah. he must have been a real piece of work.
0: Well, she's just getting sick of this job-to-job-to-job-to-job bullshit, you know. She got two kids; they need to be fed and all that stuff. And he just ups and goes to Tennessee to take a job. And
3: she's a size queen, and the cucumbers just aren't making it you know, uh, work anymore. Yeah. yeah.
0: So anyway, he, uh, he just lets it go. He gets all depressed about this, right? And so finally, he's like, "You know what?" And according to his autobiography, he had gotten so worked up because he missed his kids so much. So what he decided to do is he was going to go back to where she had moved to. And uh, he's gonna stay in the woods, which was close to a train, uh, train track, train depot, wherever. And uh, he's gonna wait till the kids came out to play. He's gonna grab the kids, take them on the train. So he waited in the in the tree line, waited all day for these kids to come out to play. They never come out to play. So after a whole day of getting worked up, he just decides, you know what? What the hell? I'm just going to go up there. He knocks on the door. She starts crying, takes him back in immediately. So they're reunited. So this time he decides, well, uh, why don't you and the kids come back with me to Tennessee? So uh, so that's what they do. So they are happy family again. Happy family unit again. They go back to Tennessee. Uh, he did, like I said, he, uh, he's working as a fireman in Tennessee. Uh, gets into another, gets into another fist fight with the train conductor and, uh, loses his job there. <laughs> so then he decides, well, heck, let's just move to Little Rock and take this fireman job out there in Little Rock. So he goes out to Little Rock and he, he decides, well, you know, while I'm doing this, working as a fireman, uh... I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to become a lawyer. So he signs up for a correspondence school through the mail, where they would send him letters and stuff for him to study. And uh, he gets. Uh, he gets his. What is that? A lawyer license? You know? I. I don't know what you God, call that. God,
3: those those days, bro. It's yeah, like, yeah you I'm a doctor. I'm you a mind. doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Like, let me pull that tooth out. It doesn't look so good. Oh, yeah. that will be five dollars.
2: Lay back here, open your mouth so wide.
3: Take a good slug of whiskey first. You don't need that. Yeah. Here's some here's some opium in a jar. Just take oh, yeah. this for your pain later. I'll see you later. Yes. You need some more, yeah. come back. I'll give you I'll prescribe you some more.
2: That toe looks like it needs to come off. Let's cut it above the knee. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: Damn, <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, Fuck. motherfucker! You said my toe, not my fucking leg.
0: Uh, so he lawyer be- by mail. So he becomes yeah, a lawyer, lawyer
2: by mail. Lawyer by, by mail. I to circle back around, you know how like mail. the world revolts? It just keeps coming in circles. I need the lawyer by mail trade <laughs> to come back yes. around. Yes. <laughs> I can uh, hang it up on the wall back here. If my uh, law
0: degree. Well, he gets very into this lawyering business, you know, and uh, he's working for this train company still, you know, but he's a lawyer now. And uh, it turns out the train he's working for it jumps the tracks, right, and a bunch of people get hurt. And old Harlan he decides, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna sue the train company so that these guys that got hurt on the train
3: get That's what you lawyers know do, yeah so.
0: get paid you know they're hurt.
3: ambulance chaser like hey did you were you on that train sign yeah, up with Gloria me Gloria Allred
2: just before Gloria Allred got famous
3: so he uh it was
2: harlem
0: harlem <laughs> harlem yeah uh so he uh so he uh wins the lawsuit against the train company of which he is employed by
3: awesome and, and, so <laughs> there's not going to be no recursion. <laughs> just like you get those letters in the mail <laughs> it's, it's, you know because in our field like you get paid like the salary and bonus
1: mm-hmm. well,
3: technically your salary doesn't count overtime and your bonus isn't it's just a bonus so these lawyers were getting pe- talking people into suing their employer for overtime, overtime when yeah. we were well compensated you know what I'm saying the bonus was kind of like I wouldn't say it was hush we money just known that the bonus is part of your overtime like you work this much and this is why you make so much yeah but still, motherfucker signed up for it. And you get the letter and it was like, oh, you know, they can't take any repercussion against you. I'm like, yeah, they'll just stop sending you to jobs and yeah, then you just right. end up quitting. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, no, it still happens. Yeah. So let me guess.
0: Well, that's before that type of protection. So they just straight up fire him.
3: Oh, there's no.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're just like, well, get got the- his percentage. Yeah. He, the- yeah, he should have got a cut, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He said, get the fuck out of here. So, uh, old Ol- <laughs> Harlan once again jobless, but with a lawyer degree this time. So he decides, Well, I'm just gonna go full lawyer for little. So he becomes a lawyer for Little Rock and uh, he does a couple cases. And then, uh, then as he's supporting a client in the courtroom. I forget what they don't say they don't say what the client did but he gets upset at his own client and so he proceeds to beat him with a chair in the courtroom and
3: who oh, yeah, like a chair yeah
0: yeah beats him with a chair in the courtroom uh his own client not the not the prosecutor yeah, yeah. his own I know guy what you're saying, yeah. 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 yeah and uh and so he he's gets he's got an
3: anger problem yeah so yeah. he gets
0: he gets arrested you know because
3: court <laughs> Contempt of court, all that shit. Uh, he gets arrested, uh, loses his...
0: Yeah, loses his lawyer license, unfortunately. Oh,
3: no! Oh, shit. How is this a feel-good story? This yeah. is like a walking shit show. <laughs> <laughs> this needs like, to circle around
1: quickly. Fuck! Mm-hmm.
0: So after losing his lawyer license and uh, being disgraced in Little Rock, he decides, him and his wife and the, now, three kids, uh, you know what, uh, maybe it's uh, maybe it's time to move back to Indiana.
3: Oh, yeah, that's what you do when you fuck up, you move.
0: <laughs> so uh, he moves back to Indiana, and he gets a couple of different jobs. He works for a flour mill for a while. Not a big fan of that. Well, it's not that he's not a big fan of it. It's just like he doesn't do a very good job. So he gets fired. So then he decides to work for an insurance company. Uh, also doesn't do a very good job at that. So uh, he gets fired. Uh, works as a ferry boat operator, not a huge fan of that. Uh, so then he becomes secretary for the chamber of commerce for the Rotary Club. Uh, that, f- that, that doesn't What's last a rotary very long. Club? Rotary Club What's is like, rotary don't you remember seeing that in those small towns? You know, like this bench is provided by the Rotary Club. It's just yeah, like, a, I don't know, you know what it means, what so. the,
2: yeah. What the club
0: was. I know. I, I honestly, I just was like, I. I don't know. It's just like a group of business heads, isn't it?
3: Hang on, hang on. yeah, it's like old school little... term for chamber of commerce.
0: Yeah, well, he was the chamber, yeah, the chamber of commerce rotary club. So I think it's yeah. just like a business, like a bunch of business heads. I don't know. We'll we'll have Devin research that here real quick, see what that is.
3: Um, what's the purpose of rotary club? Rotarians provide community service to both local and international communities. This is perhaps the best reason for becoming a Rotarian. The chance to do something for somebody else and the sense of self-fulfillment that comes in the process in return of that satisfaction to one-own's life. So I'm guessing it's kind of like a charitable organization. For your community. To provide For your community. Experience. like yeah, Almost like eternity. being in a Lions Club or, you yes. know, Lions Club's fraternity. But, you know, this is probably just all-around community support program.
0: Uh, he sold lights. He, he worked as a salesman for a lighting company. Uh, did not do well there. Finally settles what down, f-
3: bro. How many careers this motherfucker had? Uh, it
0: just keep keeps going. So finally, he settles down as a tire salesman.
3: How old is he at this point?
0: Uh, so this is uh, before 1926. So he's still in his like mid mid to late twenties, early thirties. Damn,
2: he's still in his prime. He still. He sounds like my buddy Ricky. Every time he do not get a job that pays better or they fuck with his money, he's out. He's motherfucker go
3: 30, he only 42 got
2: 42 fucking jobs in his app. Or yeah, his, well, as his long resume. as they live
3: back, as long as they live back then, motherfucker only got 20 years left. Especially it's... with this high <laughs> stress. He probably dies at 45, doesn't he?
0: <laughs> so he becomes a tire salesman. <laughs>
3: smoking cigarettes and shit.
0: <laughs> no, I, just think, I mean, I know a lot of old people that smoke cigarettes, so. Uh... Uh, anyway, how
3: so many eighty plus year olds you see smoking? Cigarettes.
0: About all my life growing up here, my grandma. Yeah, I can't tell you how many old people I see smoke cigarettes.
2: She drinks a goddamn suitcase of uh, Bush and smokes <laughs> cigarettes and plays crossword puzzles on her sun patio <laughs> in Colorado. Yeah. shout out, Grandma. Shout out. Uh,
0: so he becomes a tire salesman, and he's uh he's actually you know pretty decent at selling tires. Um, uh, anyway, he does this tire salesman gig for a while. Now, in 1926, his boy is, uh, his boy is of driving age, so he gets him a, uh, old Model T Ford. Now, the problem with the Model T Ford is, like, sometimes the crank wouldn't work, so you had to get it run and start. So he'd hook it up to his car, and he'd pull it, and, uh, that's how he'd get the car started. So, uh, one morning... His boy's got to use a Model T, so he hooks it up to his car and starts uh, starts driving it, trying to get it to crank over. And they had to drive over this swinging bridge that was built out of old horse carriages. Right? Nice. Just mentally picture that, right? So he, as he's pulling Not his boy's day. car, his boy's, his boy's in the car, and, of course, he's driving the other car, uh, a cable breaks, and they both fall 42 feet down to the river below. They both live, surprisingly. Uh but now he is out of a vehicle. Both vehicles. So he, he loses his job as a tire salesman because he can't drive around and sell tires because he has no vehicle. So yeah and
3: Yeah, a uh He's on horseback. Like, yeah hey, you should really buy some tires. This <laughs> <Come here. laughs> is my donkey Cecil
2: would you like some uh, some forty two inches?
3: This baby right here is half horsepower. Yeah, but he's pulling me on these rubber tires I got on this little car here. <laughs> yeah, took me all day to get over get over here. Y'all better look at pot. the
2: tread so. on these things. <laughs> uh,
0: I just think that's an amazing part of the life story. I mean, this guy's life has just gone from worse to worse to worse to worse. Now he's fallen 42 feet.
2: Besides that, yeah. Besides that, everything was, was his fault.
3: So, Especially uh... He beat his wife because he was a firefighter. Well, no, he didn't. No, he not didn't. a firefighter. He's just fireman's guys stoked the, you yeah, know... stoke the boilers. Sorry, yeah, fireman. Yeah, yeah. yeah, my bad. I missed you.
0: Yeah, bad name to all sorry, firemen fireman. out there. Yeah, sorry. We all know that's just the case. Anyway, so he anyway.
3: up... He sues the city for the shitty bridge. So,
0: uh, no. No. Uh...
3: What happens is
0: that this guy who, uh, who knew him was really impressed by how well he had sold tires before he lost his job. He, and he goes, Harlan, I tell you what, I've got a gas station that needs managing. Why don't you, why don't you do that for me? It's in Nicholsville, Kentucky. So he goes, well, I, you know, I suppose. And he, he actually is really happy because now for the first time, he's his own boss. So, he, uh, he decides to run this gas station. Now, he is known for his extreme extreme uh, customer service that he provides at this gas station. I mean, he's like washing their windows. He'll drive around during his off hours to see what roads are under construction so he can tell people. And you got to consider this is like 1926 time, you know, 1928 uh and so he's driving around to see what roads are under construction so when people come up to his gas station he can be like hey you know you don't you don't want to take this route you know you want to take this route instead because they're working on that road and well, remember
2: that's what gas stations were good for back in the day you could walk in and be like hey i'm kind of turning around here how do i get this way or that way and they be like oh well fifth street's closed the interstate is up three blocks to your left they actually were um, you know, people with value, not green haired, purple haired nose rings that uh, play Pokemon Go okay. while they serve you okay. Fucking tobacco.
3: Okay, that's like 10 percent of the population. Yes, yeah. So, anyway, pushing 20 now. I he think. is, yeah. He,
0: yeah, he is, uh, he's Sorry thrilled. He's thrilled to finally I
3: get 40.
0: have found his spot in the world, and uh, and then the Great Depression happens.
3: He's got the little overalls with the fucking rag (laughs) in the back pocket and shit, on he? Yeah, yeah.
0: But then the Great Depression happens, and uh, it goes under, and he can't afford to keep the gas station running anymore. So he loses his job there. So I mean, it's just sort of a shitty situation. He don't know what to do. To
3: feel good, it's got to feel
0: bad first, right? Feels Girl, bad first, then it feels good. Twenty minutes.
2: I know. All that's I me, mean, It's longer. He, it, it's felt bad, and he's only got like ten years of life <laughs>
3: left. I wish Ray was here to like sum up this freaking story by time again, and it's going to be awesome. Like, I'll I'll do the sum up. Okay, appreciate Continue. that.
0: So anyway, <laughs> um, now his gas station, his gas station that went under, he developed a little renown because of his great customer service and his dedication to it. And so, someone from the Shell Oil Company comes up to him after the Great Depression and says, uh, listen, I heard about you, Harlan, and I've got a gas station in Corbin, Kentucky, and I want you to run it. So, of course, Harlan's just thrilled about this because he, you know, he really enjoyed it's working Depression, at right? gas yeah. yeah, so. Uh, after, right? Say what? No, it's
3: during, I believe.
0: It was, it's oh, like, no, it's Depression. right after. It's right after the Great Depression. So anyway, he uh, he gets this gas station, which he gets to run in uh, in Corbin. And uh, he goes all out, man. I mean, he operates it 24 hours. He's got two other competitors, one by the name of McVeigh and one by the got- name of Matt Stewart. Now, these two guys are his competitors in this town. But what makes this area unique is there is a highway that goes through this town. So they've already got, they've already got, uh, uh, traffic that's going through it pretty continuously. So he, uh, he decides, well, I'm going to advertise my gas station. So he gets permission from these, uh, different farmers and he paints advertisements on their barns, telling him to, uh, you know, come to this gas station. And, uh, now, what was genius about this? And they asked him about it. Well, why, why didn't you just get a sign? He goes, well, the hunters and trappers out there, they take pot shots at the signs. And pretty soon it'd be ineligible. You know, you couldn't even read it because of all the bullet holes through the sign. But if you painted it on the side of a barn, hunters and trappers aren't going to shoot at a barn because they know there's real livestock inside of it. Well, they don't want to get in trouble for that. So it was a genius marketing idea by him, you know, yeah. by painting it on these barns. Well, uh, the one guy McVeigh is an old, old codger, right? And he's got—I mean, the, his competitor—he's an old codger. Uh, Got—he's got his own pet pig that he like. There was a, there was a, a a pothole at his gas station, and he'd fill it with water so his pet pig could roll around in it all day. And Harlan became friends with him. And the guy needed an air compressor. Harlan gave it to him for free. And I guess, uh, and I don't so know what the pig's
3: name was. I don't know. I don't know what the pig's name was. I thought it was bacon.
0: <laughs> Crispy. Bacon. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> All right. So, anyway, uh, so anyway, uh, now Mac, or Matthew Stewart is, they're not as good as friends. In fact, Matt Stewart is jealous of the advertisement on Barnes idea. So, what he does is he, he goes and, uh, middle of the night, and paints over. Harlan's advertisements and puts his own gas station. Oh, on what a there. fucker!
3: <laughs> and he's what do the farmers say about it, this?
0: And so, well, I you know I don't know. I mean, like this went on for a little while. Harlan would drive by and be like, "Hey, this motherfucker!" And so he'd go and repaint it for his gas station. And gas sure station enough, worked. Stewart would come by and repaint it back to his gas station. And finally. A farmer comes up to him while he's with his two managers running this gas station. And he's like, Matt Stewart's at it again. He's out there painting over your sign. And so Harlan, at this point, is like, this motherfucker. So he grabs his he grabs his two buddies that are yeah, also managers a, of the gas he's station. Got
3: a, he's got a penchant for patience. Yeah. You know, <laughs> is this experiment? how billboards nope. got started?
0: <laughs> well, I mean, he had already warned Matt Stewart that he'd blow his head off if he was caught him painting painting over his side. I've size. been fired for
3: plenty of jobs of beating someone's ass. I ain't very do it again.
0: <laughs> So they roll on out uh, to where Matt Stewart's over there on scaffolding, painting over the barn. And uh, and Matt Stewart sees Harlan roll up with his two managers of his gas station. And he hops, throws, throws the paintbrush down, grabs his gun, and shoots his manager dead. What? So a gunfight breaks out. And they're shooting at each other, and Harlan wings old Matt Stewart in the shoulder, right? And they finally subdue him. Well, you know, the police show up, and they're like, what the hell is going on over here? Shot first. Matt Stewart shot first. He killed the, yeah.
2: yeah, He he killed the dude.
0: They arrest both of them, right? They go to trial. Harlan said, you know, Harlan and the other uh, you know, manager that lived through the whole deal explain what happened. And Harlan's released, and Matt Stewart is thrown in jail. And it's so interesting bitch. So because they're
3: holding pockets and shit.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, what's interesting is that uh, a few years later, uh, Matt Stewart's killed in prison by one of the deputies. And they believe it was, you know, payback for killing the, the manager. The family had hired the deputy to go and hey. knock him off. So, you know, prison justice. Eye, you know. Yeah, prison justice was served. Now, the, the old guy McVeigh retires and he gives Harlan his gas station. Because, you know, him and Harlan were good friends. Damn. So, uh... He gives, like, he owned that one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he owned that one. So now...
3: So... Because he was just managing that one, right? For Shell? Yes, yes.
0: yeah. So now he he owns his his own gas
3: station. That's awesome.
0: Yes, yeah. Old guy. And, uh, and he's the only gas station guy left in Corbin. Because the other one's dead from, you know, being in prison. And the other guy retired, so now the only gas station in town is Old Harlan's, and I mean it just starts going off, you know. I mean and it's that's open. How Mapco started. And so, it's, so it's open twenty four hours a day. He's doing the same thing about construct, you know, telling people where the construction is and all this stuff. Now, in nineteen thirty two, his son dies at age twenty because of tonsillitis, and so. Uh, So now he, you know, he's had a little bit change of heart. You know, he's lost someone he loves, you know, his, his, his boy is dead. So he just goes full into charity work. You know, he works for the AA, volunteers for the AA and at the orphanage. He works for the Rotary and he's always helping out, you know, the poor guy. That's sort of, you know, he's got a soft spot for people who are poor. And uh, and then it turns out he realizes that a lot of these people uh, can't afford a doctor, when uh, especially like uh, people up in the hills out there in Corbin, and so he decides, well, you know what, I I'm going to start a side hustle as a midwife. So <laughs> so he he owns he runs the gas station 24 hours, and then uh, if he gets a call that someone's about ready to give birth. He said he had a bucket on the side that was full of lard, Vaseline, and shears. So he'd go out into the hills
3: in and shears? help.
0: Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> shears. Turn
3: that fucking pussy yeah. up before he loses it up there? What the fuck?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so he'd go up there into the hills.
2: Oh. Is that a C-section? <laughs> and,
0: and, and deliver babies. He said he had at least one child named after him because people would
3: be so She's grateful. He's doing circular motions. She's like, <laughs> stop,
2: stop, stop. Stop. <laughs>
3: Uh, it'll help. Like, it'll I'm sorry, I didn't, like didn't mean to flick the bean quite that way. I so. was <laughs> <laughs> just trying, just trying to lube you up for you.
0: What's a bucket of lard for? If you've got Vaseline, s- s-
2: mas- slick, slippery, <laughs> slickery, you
3: know? So maybe this is the right mixture. Or he wants to maybe. cook
2: the tacos. You know? we'll, we'll tacos And they're always
0: hungry for tacos after they give birth. Uh, well,
3: you, the you never know what she might be having <laughs> a 10 pounder. <laughs> Yeah, that's very true. How the fuck? What would you be like? How a woman? I want to hear what like what Lindsay would think when she's freaking got her feet in the stirrups, and here comes Harlan with his fucking bucket. (laughs)
1: Yeah, don't worry. Don't
3: worry.
2: This will take about ten minutes. (laughs)
3: Yeah. (laughs) Like
0: wow, who starts a a side hustle as a midwife? That was awesome.
3: (laughs) 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 So what are you talking about? (laughs) Harlan. He was a midwife. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, you got a bucket of lard, Vaseline. What was the other thing? Shears, shears, yes. shears. shears. Yeah. can't forget that. You no, know, oh.
0: shears are important part, I assume, to cut the umbilical cord. I would say, oh, okay, that you know. makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't worry, I just got done doing the sheep with these yesterday.
2: Yeah, they're good, they're
3: and clean. <laughs> he's all just, fucking, he's just trimming his initials in the bushes. Yeah. All right, he's, he's
0: fucking HW. Now, uh, what's great is that uh, while he's in Corbin, he discovers a little racket going on between the lawman and the district attorney of Corbin. And what happened is these visitors, since there's a main highway that goes through there, if they see someone without out-of-town plates, they'd pull them over and give them a fine for some trumped-up charges, right? And then they'd have to uh, go to court. No, they
3: know they, they're probably not going to go to court. Well,
0: they would, go, they would have to pay the fine, right? Right. That and, sounds uh,
2: like where I went to high school at. Those <laughs> cops did that all the time. If your if your uh, tag didn't say Stewart County on it, it said Houston or Montgomery or Paris or whatever, they'd pull you over for anything. Oh, you got a blinker out? No, the fuck I don't. Mm-hmm. Here's a ticket.
0: Well, and and what made this unique was that uh, they would split it sixty forty between the DA and the lawman, the fine. You know, so when people pay, they split it. Well, Harlan uh he discovers this little racket going on so at his gas station because he was a former lawyer he makes a bunch of pamphlets and hands them out to everyone that goes through his gas station and and the pamphlets uh. to say describe the legal process you need to take in order to request a change of venue so that brilliant yeah
3: doesn't go to that da doesn't go
0: to that da There's well DA finds about this and they sue him for practicing law without a license.
3: <laughs> oh! Giving advice. <laughs> so, I guess you need to put on that a little disclaimer that we yeah. all have to put on when we're giving out advice. This is not a financial advice. Do your own research. I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> so, and so, uh, well, what
0: he does is he requests a change of venue. No, yes, <laughs> yeah. hit him and, with it. And exposes him, uh, and they ha- and they drop the charges against him. But all they right, they keep be exposed for the bullshit. Exactly, but they keep doing it, right? So then, what he does right. is he paints a sixteen foot sign on the side of a barn coming up to his gas station that says, "Avoid Corbin County Constable and Fee uh, Graders may get you." Walter Ray Smith County Attorney gets forty percent of all fines. <laughs>
3: damn hell yeah nobody's gonna see that that you know can do something about
0: it and so they sue him again right now it gets settled out of court but uh because he had written it so big all the newspapers in that area covered it and so it stopped it stopped the racket because they'd gotten you know statewide exposure from three you know three different states Covered the story.
3: Governor's governor's calling up, <laughs> going, "What the
0: hell is this?" <laughs> it's, it's, so anyway, you know, he's sitting there, and uh, because he does this, it just makes his gas station all the more popular, right? So now everyone knows about his gas station,
1: yeah.
0: Because they're like, not only does this guy offer great service, but he looks out for the travelers. So everyone's going to this gas station.
3: He's protecting you from the man. It's my kind of guy. Now,
0: old Harlan's sitting there. And he sees all these people coming in and they fill up and then they got to go elsewhere and they got to go eat dinner. And he's like, well, why don't I just provide dinner while they're at the gas station?
3: This motherfucker created the first truck stop, didn't he?
0: This motherfucker created the first truck stop.
3: Nice.
0: So now you could fill up your gas and eat dinner all in the same spot and then be on your way. Right. And he serves like, you know, he serves a bunch of different styles of food green beans and ham and biscuits and a chicken. And it becomes so popular that people start going there more for the food than they are for getting gas. Oh. Now, in 1935, because his business has become so successful, the governor of Kentucky gives him the title of Colonel, which is a. Which is a honorary title because back, I guess, back in, the, back in the day, if you could finance your own militia, the governor of Kentucky would give you that honor. And then you could lead your men, because you could finance a militia, into battle. And so he is given the honorary title of colonel. And, uh, and it wasn't really that big of a deal because, you know, there's thousands of people that had been given that title. Yeah, but harlan at this point is like you know what i'm making more money selling food than i am doing gas so he sells his gas station and goes straight to uh building a restaurant that seats 142 people and he becomes what we now know as colonel sanders
3: KFC! (laughs) Who knew that Colonel Sanders was fucking up those elbows and pussy? You know what I mean? Like, way before he even made KFC. Before dark meat and chicken wings
2: and, um, what was the mashed potato balls? Ah, bro, so I had
3: KFC actually yesterday for lunch. My mom and dad went and got it, you know. And, uh, I've been dieting, so I'm doing my calorie counter shit. And, um... I'm like, I'll have a little bit of mashed potatoes and gravy. I do that. One serving of KFC mashed potatoes yeah. and gravy is 700 and like 10 calories or something. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, a chicken breast from there is like 300, and a yeah. a fried thigh is like 200. I'm like, you could eat a whole bird for as much as the mashed fucking potatoes are. So I was like, damn. Now, if you have that mashed potatoes, you got to substitute
2: that down the line, or what you're going to cut out.
3: Oh yeah, I just I had just like half a serving, and I'm like, I'm gonna fuck that. I'm never eating mashed potatoes from KFC again. But the chicken was delicious.
0: So Harlan, he has a restaurant and a little hotel for people to spend overnight, you know. And uh, I I love this part of the story because it just sort of shows his sense of humor.
3: How does he get Sanders though? If his last name's Williams,
0: his last name isn't Williams.
3: Oh, it's Harlan Sanders.
0: Harlan Sanders. Harlan oh, Sanders.
3: Well, I think it was William. No wonder yeah. I couldn't find the anything Google on it. I was like, what the <laughs> hell?
0: <laughs> so uh, he uh, has his little hotel and uh, cafe. And so
2: you can get a 10-piece and a blowy or what? So, nah, just <laughs> Hey
0: now hey, hotel. Hey, no. uh, so now he has, uh, he has a couple of attractions, too. So he, he finds this crow, right, that uh, would pick pennies out of people's pockets. And it was just sort of a little, you know, and if you didn't give the crow a penny, he'd like peck at your feet and stuff. And it was just, you know, a real, little funny attraction that, you know, back in the 1930s, people were fascinated by. And he called the crow Jim Crow because it was black. So, it's <laughs> a so little Jim Crow. Sounds like some,
3: sounds like some somebody from Kentucky. Okay? <laughs> so, so, uh
0: So, anyway, the bird uh, destroyed a room, and he had to sell it later. But I just – it's a nice little side story about sort of his sense of humor. He he wasn't racist at all, which I find interesting. You know, he just was definitely a troll type of guy. Oh, yeah. Uh,
3: He he helped protect people and all kinds of crazy stuff. That's awesome. yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. He was very much looking out for people who had come from the same type of situation he had grown up in. I mean, he was dirt poor. Well, now
3: also, he, uh, oh, he's older too, right? Like he's in his fifties. Like when he starts KFC, I mean, it's not—he's yeah, not, he's, he's he's not, yeah. not a spring chicken. Well, in know. in
0: 1939, the whole place burns down
3: That's shit. Yeah, grease fire got out of control.
0: So, um, so you know, he decides to just build a restaurant this time. Now he did have insurance money on it, so you know he was able to build his own restaurant in 1948. He uh, divorced his wife because, according to him, he's still a little bitter about her picking up the kids and leaving.
3: (laughs) Yeah, selling all his shit, too.
2: He just let it sit with him for that long? (laughs) Just marinated. That's why he's doing all the
3: good deeds. He's like, hey, just fucking buried down. He's like, I have to keep doing good, otherwise it's going to
0: Emma Dolores. Well, now, according to him... He was going to remain single for the rest of his life, but uh, he didn't know how to sew buttons on his uh, suit jacket, and he didn't know how to darn his socks, and the lady that ran the accounting for the restaurant, he had sort of grown to liking and so he decided that he was going to marry her, and We're by golly, about, about, oh, yeah.
2: what, what's darn your socks?
3: Fix the, holes,
0: you fix holes, you know, like you get holey socks, you know, it's called darning your socks. Yeah, see,
3: now that we just throw that shit away. Mm-hmm. Okay. Got a chinaman making them for forty cents an hour,
2: or China kids. But yeah, yep. you know what
3: I mean.
0: Now, as he had worked as a fireman for many years, uh, he uh, he had developed a bad habit of swearing nonstop, and he felt guilty about that. And so he decided to go to a revival um, Bible convention in Australia. Uh, He figured if he was surrounded by a bunch of pious people, it would help with his nonstop swearing and probably his anger issues. So he goes down to Australia, and while he's down there, he meets a guy that's also there from Utah. And uh, he uh, cooks him up some chicken one night, and the guy's like, this is the most amazing chicken I have ever tasted. And he hadn't really, like... Made a lot of chicken at that point Because it took too long to cook uh, And most people were travelers And so they didn't want to sit around And wait for 40 minutes for the chicken to be ready But this guy was just Absolutely in love with his chicken And uh, and at that time the uh, It was uh, The pressure cooker yeah. Came out And now he could start banging out chicken A lot, lot quicker and so the guy from Utah goes, listen, man, you got to license this recipe. And Ol' Harlan's like, yeah, well, you know, maybe that's not such a bad idea. And so he heads out to Utah after he's done with the uh, revival in Australia. And he comes there. And this guy, uh, I think it was Mark Hammond was his name. Uh, when he showed up to Utah to give him, you know, give him the details of the recipe and stuff, he had created a sign that said, Kentucky Fried Chicken, finger-licking good. And uh, so Harlan is now all in on this. And what he would do, uh, he's getting up to his 60s now. Uh, And uh, at this point, the interstate has come through, and his restaurant's no longer viable, so he has to sell it. He loses like $80,000 on the sale because the interstate Completely bypasses the town where his restaurant Uh, was
3: in. So sad. Like how many how many little towns get freaking that that happened too Mm -hmm. a lot.
0: And so he uh, he ends up uh, going in his car, restaurant to restaurant, trying to sell this recipe for chicken. And the whole deal was is you cook my chicken, and I'll mail you the uh, the eleven secret ingredients, and. I'll charge you four cents a chicken that you sell. And so these restaurants would be like, you know, we've got this on the menu, this on the menu, and we've got Kentucky Fried Chicken, you know. And if they sold the Kentucky Fried Chicken, they'd pay him four cents per chicken they sold. And, uh, I mean, he's making some decent money off of it, but he's pretty much just living off his Social Security at this point. He ain't got no money elsewhere. He's driving, he covered over 200,000 miles, driving all across the country trying to sell his chicken.
3: What fucking vehicle did you use?
0: You know, I couldn't find that. I mean, like, well, I mean, he was pretty handy. I went
3: through a couple of them. Yeah. (laughs) He's pretty handy with it. Now, um, I'm broke, but I got this Cadillac. Don't worry about it.
0: uh, (laughs) (laughs) Now he's trying to figure out, like, how to like market it the best way. And then he remembers that he was named a Colonel years ago. And so he just leans in all in on the Colonel thing. So he starts identifying himself as Colonel Sanders. He dyes his mustache and goatee white. So he looks like a proper Southern gentleman. Oh, wow. Uh, and it, I mean, it Those blows we up. We
3: all know. Yep.
0: It blows up and he's got at least 200 franchises by 1960. And what's interesting is that one of the line cooks that worked for one of these franchises um, w- was like, he was in his early 20s and he was very much dedicated to like making KFC blow up. And uh, there was these four struggling restaurants in Indiana. And so they put him in charge of trying to bring him back to life. And uh, this line cook, Goes all in and he saves those four restaurants. But he tells Harlan, you know what? I mean, this, you know, I'd like to have my own business someday. And so Harlan says, or Colonel Sanders at this point says, well, I tell you what, since you saved all these restaurants, here's one and a half million dollars. Go start your own restaurant as long as it doesn't compete with my chicken. And so Dave Thomas starts Wendy's franchise. And, uh, what? <laughs> the line cook was Dave, Dave Thomas. And the redhead? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so he starts his own franchise of burger joints called Wendy's. Which is uh uh, you know, becomes you know, everyone knows Wendy's. So they just sort of give you an idea of the type of guy Colonel Sanders was. He may have been a hothead, but he also was very you know, he also took care of his own for sure. And those who could, Dave
3: had to pay him back that one point five? No.
0: No. It was a bonus.
3: just throwing racks,
0: bro. So by 1963, it's over 600 stores called Kentucky Fried Chicken. And at this
3: teaser, I'll say what. So the great grandnephew, great great grandnephew of Colonel Sanders Mm -hmm. on TikTok, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's all the For You page. I follow him because he's actually kind of hilarious. But, uh, If you scroll down in his shares, he actually shares the eleven. No, no, no. Herbs and spices. No, I mean it's a
0: great teaser, but I've been in contact with him. He's actually going to come on the show for an interview.
3: Is he really? Yeah, yeah. Well, then he shared their biscuits.
2: He shared, yeah, 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 he shared
0: the, yeah, he shared the biscuits, but the rest of it was fake. Did
2: you read the comments? Did you read the comments where they were like, "I'll tell you how to make them biscuits. They're frozen." (laughs)
0: Well, it's fast. And we'll get to that point. We'll get to that point. But we're in 1963 still. And he's got over it's 600.
3: Like the longest chicken story, I think. He's got
0: over 600 restaurants. Uh, a corporation comes up to him and is like, listen, when you die, um, these things are all going to fall apart. So you just need to sell it. And he fought it for a long time. But eventually, the franchisees, you know, they all convinced him, listen, it's time to sell. So he sells it for two million dollars, and then for being the face of the franchise, he gets a forty thousand dollar paycheck uh, every year until he dies.
3: The what years is this? Six-
0: 63. 1963. Yeah,
3: still, I mean, that was a lot of money back then.
0: Yeah, yeah, two million and forty thousand a yeah, year. Yeah. It's not bad. But anyway, as is, as with most corporations, they try to look for ways to uh, cut corners and you know save on costs. And uh, this is much to the colonel's disliking. So, uh, 1974, he sues Kentucky Fried Chicken for not using the original recipe. And it gets settled out of court for a million dollars. And then the next year, he's still upset about this. So, he starts his own restaurant in Shelbyville, Kentucky, called the Colonel's Chicken's Ladies' House.
3: And KFC goes, ah. I'm sure he. I'm sure he signed to non compete, right? Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. And so they sue him for two million dollars, and he right. Ooh. he countersues for 122 million dollars.
3: Hell yeah! Well, <laughs> hell two yeah. million. Two million back then is like 20 million today. Yeah.
0: Well, he countersues KFC for 122 million dollars.
3: Yeah, I want a billion. That's no. like a billion. And uh, he yeah. goes to
0: the judge and he's like, "They're trying to close down my restaurant." And so the judge is like, "Listen, uh, this is sort of a tricky situation." And, uh, and so then they settle out of court and they pay Colonel Sanders another million dollars. And he changes the name to the Lady House Colonel Chicken, <laughs> which, is, <laughs> which is named after, I forget his wife's name, Cynthia's, Cynthia, Colonel, what was it? Cynthia Colonel's Chicken House or something like that. I can't remember. It's still in operation to this day. And it uses the original recipe that Kentucky Fried Chicken was supposed to uh, maintain. Then the colonel would go around onto different talk shows, you know, because he was still the face of KFC. They had to keep him on as a face. And uh, and so he'd go to different talk shows, and then he'd also do surprise visits to different chains. And if he didn't like the food, he would chuck the food on the ground and uh, call out the manager. There was one time where he tasted the gravy— and he went to the newspaper in that town and said, "This manager buys a crap ton of tap water, mixes flour with it, calls it gravy when it tastes like wallpaper paste." Oh, shit. <laughs> so the uh, manager sues him, and uh, it gets settled out of court. And, uh, it's, it's a lot of that, a lot of suing, counter suing, suing, counter suing. Anyway, by the time, uh, uh, by the time he dies in 1980, Kentucky Fried Chicken is. The most popular oh, okay. restaurant chain in the world. And
3: uh, more than McDonald's. More
0: than McDonald's at that
3: time. Yeah,
2: because the McDonald's, when did
3: they get in the fold? Before, shortly yeah. after? I, I remember. It was later for sure.
0: Well, later. and to this day, Japan, for Christmas, the Christmas tradition is you go to KFC, you buy a bucket, and you walk back to your house and, uh, Knock on your friends and family's doors and give them a piece of chicken. That's like a tradition in Japan. It's like KFC is huge in Japan. It's, I mean, it's a, I mean, it's became one of the most popular franchises in the world. Yeah.
3: 1955 for uh, McDonald's when they started franchising.
0: And it was funny because it was Dave Thomas's idea to have the bucket logo for Kentucky Fried Chicken. So, yeah. So uh
2: I'm surprised Big Dave and uh, Colonel Sanders didn't uh, well it probably wasn't a the thing then, but you know you see like a Taco Bell and a Pizza Hut
3: in mm-hmm. the same building. Yeah, I would well now there. yeah, it would have been oh, KFC Wendy's and Wendy's and
2: KFC. Right. You know, they they could have taken the world over.
3: <laughs> Burgers and chicken, baby.
2: Yeah.
0: Feel or good story.
1: And, yeah.
2: Feel
0: good North story. Thing. Made his first million after the age of sixty five and then became a multi millionaire. All because he kept uh, he kept hustling, never quit hustling. So anyway, that's the uh, story of litigious. Harlan
2: Sanders, so,
0: better Shelby known as Colonel Sanders.
2: You said Shelbyville, in Kentucky. Yep, you
3: Shelbyville, gotta, Kentucky. You got to uh, play that song I sent you on the messenger, bud. What, what song did you send? Models. Oh, right here. All right, all right. Miss well. Peach's Ghetto Fried Chicken. Well, uh... you don't have to play the whole thing, but it's Where, what song? It's pretty awesome.
0: Oh, on the Phantom Facts. All right. I, I all sent out the right. message. Here we yeah, go. Yeah. We'll play it for you, everyone. Finish it off with this song.
3: Uh, this was a huge video back in the day. I'm surprised.
0: Friday chicken.
1: Friday chicken, Friday chicken. Yeah. We got
3: Friday chicken. Friday <laughs> she chicken. You walked away. Friday chicken. You hear me? You hear me, buddy? You remember this song, don't you, man? You think it's a guy dressed up as a chick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he just walked away and he didn't even know a I got a plan. I got a plan. I'm going to fry this chicken in my hand. Got some hot grease and a whole chicken. Go not wash your because you 'cause you're gonna be licking them. big old thing of fries,
1: spice ball on them.
0: My fried chicken go. Alright, that's 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 all I can take of that.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow. Uh, so you're gonna you get you're gonna do an interview, huh?
0: Yeah. I've been in contact with uh Colonel Sanders' great great nephew. And uh we were supposed to do the interview last week but uh, I could not do the story cuz someone chose to watch Bulls ride. Oh wow. So, so I mean so we had to postpone it but thankfully he doesn't have a temper like his great great uncle and uh he said he would do the uh the
3: interview so He's got the whole he's got the whole outfit too. Yeah.
0: Oh he's he, and he is also a colonel uh as right. designated by the uh, Kentucky governor. So uh, I'm excited for that. So uh, tune in for uh, for that interview. I'll send out a notice when we go live with that. But anyway, that's the, uh, the story of uh, Colonel Sanders. Everybody, I liked it. Right? Yeah, that was good.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. Feel? Don't I you feel it's good? Crazy
2: to the you know Big Dave and just how that all comes or how that all came to. That's cool.
0: I know, right? Well, I I don't know. I I just thought it was a good uh, good story. Uh We've got uh we've got some topicals for everyone. Um got some good ones. Yeah, we've got some good ones. Uh let's see here. Uh we uh oh uh, yeah, we're Did also uh part- why a live calling. Well, uh, why we do the story, we don't take in live call ins, but uh if you would uh like to call in <laughs> once again <laughs> <let's>, <laughs> You know, we you don't want to disrupt the story, but we do have a call in uh from a Phantom Factor. I think it's uh I think it's a little Maverick over here sending us a message. Let's see here. Um, Let's see if there's a voicemail left here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Here we go. Uh, Here we go.
1: What's the point of a live call-in if you guys don't
0: fucking answer the phone? (laughs) All right. (laughs) I don't know. Now we know. Now we know what's up uh feel free to call in phone number is (laughs) 605-868-8404 taking live calls now lines are open open. uh until then though uh we do have some (laughs) okay all right all right yes i understand my bad bad. you know i just you know we do a feel good story and i'm getting torn apart uh we do have a story here. Who shared he, this?
2: the IT guy. He's just like, oh, i it
3: all up. <laughs> Which story are we talking about? Uh,
0: Australian teen who identifies as feline will be allowed to dress like a cat at school.
3: Oh, wow. That's not mine.
0: Uh, a yeah, 14-year-old in Australia will be allowed to dress like a cat at school after she informed the officials that she actually identifies as a feline. Uh, she will not be allowed to, be to speak like one and we will be able to continue to do so as long as it doesn't become a distraction for other students, a source close to the family told news.com at AU. Uh, no one seems to have a protocol for students identifying as animals, but the approach has been that if it doesn't disrupt the school, everyone is being supportive.
3: Isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? Ugh, it's okay to tell your kids, no, fuck me. Yeah,
0: I know. Who shared this? Who was this?
2: Australia.
3: Of course, it's Australia. Who shared what? Australian
0: Uh, one. It says a private school in Melbourne is supporting an eight eight year old non verbal student in identifying. So what? Why even have them in school then? Hi, I don't I don't recall any cats going to school. Do you?
3: No. (laughs) No. My wife one of my daughters she's hilarious, but she was like, "You know they should allow bullying up to a certain point, like you know what I mean, it's okay to get bullied a little bit. You need to be told that you're you're being dumb, you know outside of your family's going, Oh, you look so cute today, uh, like no, you should be made fun of." It's just uh I understand like the whole like the teachers not want to say you don't want to get sued by the parents, but I mean, god damn I know it is a little ridiculous, isn't it? Uh um, yeah, it's just over the top just Well, is
0: it ever gonna end? I don't know.
3: It's I mean, next thing thing you know, here. like I wanted to be a I wanna be a pirate, so I'm coming to school, they got a patch of mine and you know, like
0: A pirate makes only, more sense only, than a dressing up 80. as a fucking cat. <laughs>
3: Right, well, I guess you could say I identify as an elephant. Mm -hmm. That's why I need to eat four times. Shut up, Tubby Tabitha. uh, In the cafeteria, in the cafeteria, I need four times the amount of food as everybody else because I'm an elephant. I I wish
2: I would have saved that story because there was a good one on um, this elephant ripped its trainer in half with its tucks or tusks. Oh, that's great! They were they were using it as like a mule, just like. Farmland and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I guess it was like super hot outside, and the elephant like had enough, and they, the trainer kept like whipping it to keep going. That fucking elephant turned around and us the dude ripped him in half. Jesus Christ! Ripped him in half. <laughs> uh...
3: The last s- thing you see is your legs sitting over there. You know, <laughs> and you're just laying over here like, uh,
1: uh,
0: uh. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, Oh wow, that's so. <laughs> we'll just keep that keep that in show, I guess.
3: Um, uh, RIP Monty
0: Advocating for bullying, that's not nice. Yeah, that's true. That's hey, true. you
3: need it a little bit. Yes. You gotta get to the real world and the freaking real world's gonna slap you so hard with bullying, you're gonna dick on your forehead.
0: Uh, d- will it slap you? It will it slap you? Because it certainly seems like corporate America up is up a all-
3: middle. Didn't you end up in a middle hospital?
0: What about that though? That's not getting slapped.
3: That's life, fucking yeah. Saying, yeah, that was different
2: up. though. But now, I'm telling you, like Google, all these companies are gonna come out and it's gonna have. They're gonna have like furry safe places, and they can go in there and work, and they can all be dressed up like fucking farm animals. They're gonna have
3: the fucking carpet pole where they yeah. can all pretend to a sharp or you know whatever they do yeah. with their claws, tear up yeah. somebody's furniture.
0: No. I mean, I ended up in a mental hospital because I was homeless. But I don't know why you gotta yeah, just say
3: gotta bring That's that up life. every time. Oh, it's what? Are you gonna hire a furry? Like how many fucking job officers? People are gonna be like, yeah, you know, let's hire that guy. No, <laughs> my gonna be on the street panhandling in his fucking fuzzy ears. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know.
0: I, I see a lot of people hiring. I mean, look at... You used to not be able to get a job because you had too many tattoos. You'd have to cover up your tattoos for a in- job interview. Yeah,
3: can we turn this into it's fucking... It's completely ass opposite now. now.
0: Now these people are running their own businesses with 30,000 different nose rings coming out of their nose.
3: Well, that's still so like... No, like, you think... you think, to be an animal.
0: You think people are going to buck at this, but everyone's too afraid to buck at it. Okay. As an example, look at this story that you shared from Toronto Sun. Woke Sydney nightclub banned staring
3: yeah. without so verbal consent. Yeah. Right. You so now you can't, can't go to anybody. a
0: bar and make eyes with someone.
3: You can, but you just can't continue. You know what I'm saying? What, what does that can't mean? Be that creepy guy you can't be the creepy guy in the corner sipping on your drink, just staring at girls.
0: Is that what that you means? make a move. Or, yeah. How, yeah. How else are you supposed to make a move? I don't get it.
3: Don't be fucking ugly. I don't know. <laughs> nice form of fucking bullying. That's like the way you can get away with it. Like, sir, we're gonna have to ask you to leave. You keep staring at the girls. You're making them feel uncomfortable, and they've actually complained. So you need to go.
0: Listen, the club believes it has an obligation to educate new clubgoers by helping them understand what is acceptable behavior. What the fuck? We've got clubs telling us how to. Uh, I mean, listen. I get it. If you're don't sitting, that
3: club, Corey.
0: I'm just saying that. This uh this whole woke thing is going things. everywhere. Now it's in fucking bars too. Like you can't go up you can't buy someone a drink unless they consent to it first.
3: You're just like this? I never bought girls' <sighs> drinks. Let's I was just, I I think that's the dumbest thing ever. Don't buy women drinks, fellas. Unless no. you're dating them. That's different. But yeah, just to buy just some random girl a drink.
0: Listen, yeah, don't take dating advice from, drink from drink someone is, who hasn't had to date it. since he was nineteen. All right, Like, I, I you have horrible oh, dating I understand advice.
3: understand the icebreaker. You know, hey, I'm tall. I was beautiful. I didn't <laughs> have to do those tricks. You know what I'm saying? I was beautiful. I didn't need them. Uh. I just walked up to the table barehanded. Uh. They said no, then fine. Moved on to the next one. <laughs> what, what was, that, was 30
0: that, no. that, 30, uh? that, 30 years ago? No, 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 no. That 30 years ago experience? I
3: was like 20, 25. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, you have yeah, any fucking right. clue how that works now?
0: You don't. Know. Now you go up to someone, offer buy them a drink, and they said no. no
3: then they also you get you thrown out of the you bar. Still say, don't do it. Um, you just say hi. It's easy. It's that a, easy. Now you got to
2: go up and be like, uh, "Do you believe in Dave Ramsey or <laughs> aliens?"
3: Five questions, real fast. Questions. We're in a speed yeah, yeah. round. Speed right round. Here. Yeah, yeah. This is I got to uh, figure out if you're worth talking another five minutes to or not.
0: Uh, let's see here. We got Toronto police from the uh, from this. Uh, uh, who shared this? The Fox News article. Canadian police roasted online for bragging about talk taking a rusty. Th- oh, go ahead, go ahead.
3: Explain it. <laughs> I just thought it was funny because this this uh, this pistol that they put on their social media saying they got off the streets of Toronto looks like it's been at the bottom of the lake for about forty five years. <laughs> it is is operable. They are in Canada. They don't. Uh, it's so good. Read the Twitter read some of the twitter comments on that thing uh, i'm going
0: like, i'm going to share my screen despite uh better uh better what, judgment here
3: what IT guys <laughs> <laughs> just the twitter comments you know, uh, that's why i love twitters cuz here's it's a picture gross of the gun city there. You post something oh, dumb wow. and just getting destroyed. <laughs> Look at that pistol. It looks that like it's not working. It uh, looks like a revolver. You'd use it a track. Corey, me. I heard you your story.
2: Me? You needed a gun. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> that one cost, cost you
3: two hundred bucks. Yeah, they're probably trying to give it away now. They're <laughs> like, sorry, we even posted this.
0: Uh, what was uh, some but, of the uh, tweets here? Like, the Serial number oh, on yeah, this gun is num- one. <laughs> <laughs> is that the gun that killed all the dinosaurs? That thing yeah. is so rusty, it would take the the holder out with tetanus before harming anyone else with an actual bullet.
3: God damn it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but just just getting roasted. It's just Hashtag off the streets. Pro- it's like the ATF. As soon as they post anything, it's just a thousand comments about they should all go to hell and die. And yeah, Spike is they- always on there. So it's hilarious. What,
2: what Canada does if you turn in firearms, they'll give you like a three hundred dollar, two hundred dollar voucher for like groceries and stuff. That's awful. So people oh, yeah. will turn in whatever.
3: Yeah, that, somebody that, found that, that with the magnet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that little oh, magnet yeah. shit they throw out. That probably that gun probably <laughs> killed Jimmy Hopp.
0: <laughs> um, I'm fucking what's this? Uh, what's this story that you shared about the hog? Yeah. Uh,
3: oh look at this uh so yeah the story goes these guys were in the forest right it's 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 not satirical satirical these are the cams that people put like trail cams they have on like trees Uh looking at their trap so that they can like have footage of what's in their trap oh jesus these dudes find this fucking pig like wild hog in a trap that obviously someone set on purpose to catch and they decide they're going to try to free it. And watch what these two stupid fucks do. They get inside right. of it, inside the cage with the fucking pig, and it kicks their ass. Now, I
0: mean, their tusk will tear you apart, you know?
3: Oh, yeah. And you can see at one point here, you know, this pig will turn. You can see he's probably got three-inch tusks. Oh,
0: I love the music and behind so it. The,
3: the guy that's doing all the... It was a, was an abandoned cage. Like, the guy... This is this guy's trail cam and he's just commenting on it calling all these guys fucking retarded pretty much.
0: So this was his hog he had caught, and then these random guys right. came Oh look at this. we you getting in the you're getting in the cage with a fucking hog. What a fucking idiot.
3: Yeah, these guys have no clue. Hey man, we're, sure we're right gonna to save today. you.
0: We're gonna save you, crispy. Yeah. You ain't you ain't gonna die today, buddy. Yeah. He was bigger than it's they thought. No, they were stupider high. than they thought. Look at this! Why yeah. would you? Why would you get in a fight with this fuck?
3: Oh. These these are the same stupid fucks that go pet the buffalo. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> get like really close. Oh, man, this is just—it's building tension right here. Like, yeah, it's... it's a it's a great video. If you hey, see it. hey, buddy! It, you know, wild hog or guys try to free Heck, wild hog. We're gonna
0: call him Babe. We're gonna call him Babe. He's gonna <laughs> love us. He's gonna love us yeah. for being so.
3: What's the other guy yeah, doing yeah. on the yeah.
0: other side? Trying to Do you
3: see it? Do you see that tooth sticking out of his mouth? Yeah, yeah.
0: as and this guy's
3: just in the cage with him. Didn't you watch
0: thing. Old Yeller? Don't you know what happens when you mess with wild hogs? Your dog dies. Oh. oh yeah, grab him by the tail. Oh, now, That's a grabbing. fucking genius there idea. Let's grab him by out. the tail. Oh, get in there, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, the poor hog was there. Oh, grab him by the feet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that makes sense. Why not just oh, open the cage? just. All right, this yeah, wait. Oh, this. No, is,
3: it gets better. It's almost. It's about time. Oh we, no! Here we go. Right. <laughs> Boo! Boom, Bitch! <laughs> well,
2: she's <laughs> out. Jesus Christ!
1: That's
2: gonna go terrorize their fucking farmland.
0: That's, that's right. It doesn't
3: show any in of their injuries or anything because they kind of go off frame. But if you go, yeah. there's another. There's another angle of that fucker getting what like that hog just destroying those two dudes. Uh,
0: we got a great story here. Uh. I question your reading material uh may but
2: it, it's popped up on my Facebook like eight times so I was like you know what? I, think be, I think this would be a good laugh
0: the headline is I keep dating straight guys who cheat on me with other men
3: this is in men's health
0: this is men's health Next. magazine quality yeah. this is quality stuff right here uh, oh,
3: I'm not against fu- uh, I'm not against men fucking men. But when it's cheating, it's cheating. Oh, what are you doing? <laughs> that's what <it> said.
0: <laughs> I don't know what to make of this.
3: That was underneath the headline there. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's the headline right there. Uh, wanna, wait, uh, we can't uh, read yeah, the article?
3: Said, there's nothing wrong with a little
0: education. Um, I'm Zachary Zane, a sex writer, author, and ethical man whore. A fancy word of saying I sleep with a lot of people, and I'm very, very open about it. Over the years, I've had my fair share of sexual experiences, dating and sleeping with hundreds of people of all genders and orientations. In doing so, I've learned a thing or two about navigating issues in the bedroom and a bunch of other places, to be honest. Uh, So this is the guy that answers the question. Wait, so I can't read the article, May. Oh, no? No, no, it's all blurred out. Did you look at this link before you sent it to me? Son of a bitch.
3: I, the headline was just fascinating. I probably want you to sign up for the fucking magazine, did not it?
0: Uh, I mean, do they count as straight guys if they cheat on you with other men? Isn't it? No, I keep dating gay straight. guys who cheat yeah. on me with other men. I think there's a problem here.
3: You know, maybe you should date guys that have, like, four pockets in their pants, just not two.
0: <laughs> it's, it's cheating, something. especially when it's random hookups on Grindr. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it is. That's definitely... Uh,
3: <laughs> um. I got questions. Hmm. Do all the guys you've dated have man purses? Yeah, right. Satchels? Satchels. Do, do they wear flip-flops way too much? You know, do they wear flip-flops with pants? And are the pants skinny jeans? Oh, I don't At any point, know. is there any bedazzling on said jeans? <laughs> These are important questions. Those were popular back in the day. Yeah. Um, you remember Carpies? Remember those oh, fuckers? Yeah. They're sparkly.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> Forty five year old man trying to wear fucking, yes, fucking teenage girl pants. <laughs>
3: uh, I love Carpie. He's fucking awesome. Now, I'm just
2: curious, why
0: Supposedly would you ask
3: like to wear dresses?
0: Why would you ask a guy for dating advice that has slept with hundreds of people?
3: It's probably not good advice.
0: I would say that no. It's not you know, it's interesting. There is a lot of uh there is a lot of uh, uh
3: Struggle, strife. Mm. What, are you, what, what are you looking for? A lot it's of people who are single. I,
0: I can't. Uh, I honestly can't remember where I was going. <laughs> 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 I honestly, can't remember where I was going with that.
3: Paul uh, Jackson, uh, Sticky Green, catching up.
0: I mean, I know of certain people that have had this struggle, but uh... oh, there's a lot of podcasts out there that are just based off of all? people's sexual uh, encounters. I listen to a great podcast called Who Are These Podcasts? Really
3: just read and read it? Just read and read it? Uh, no, no. Right.
0: They uh, they have a podcast and every week, and uh, they go in and talk about the sexual encounter they had for that week with their co-host. And, uh, I mean, it's just such one a... One night stands. Yeah, one night stands. You know, they sit there and talk about okay. it, brag about it, all that shit. But it's just such a stupid premise, because you can't sustain a podcast for several years just based off of your sexual encounters every week. I mean, at some point,
2: six months, you probably could, though. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's what most of these podcasts end up lasting is like six six months or so.
3: Well, even then, like, they're probably plagiarizing fucking actual stories that didn't actually happen. They're pretending did. You know what I'm saying? That they read somewhere. I
0: don't know. You listen. To, I mean, you listen to some of these, and it's. I would
3: imagine uh, most encounters are pretty, like, yeah, we took <coughs> her back to my place and we banged, and then uh, I got her a cab to go home. Uh, Spike and Cohen, vice versa. What,
0: Spike Cohen commented on uh, ATF posts on our newsfeed.
3: Yeah. Really? No.
0: That's, that's, that's awesome.
3: Um, yeah. He he's he relentlessly comments on ATF comments and posts. It's hilarious. We have he'll reached call out. Him out. for Waco. We he'll have call re- him out for unconstitutional yeah. Caesars. I mean,
0: we've reached out to Spike Cohen to come on the show. So we hope he uh, takes us up on that offer. And all of our give 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 them an election year, all of our 75 followers on TikTok.
3: So, hey, hey, we're gonna be up to we're getting them numbers up.
0: Hey, hey, it was uh, yeah, we are nice and slow. And there are some people I don't recognize that are not my friends, so that's even a plus. You know, we got maybe like five people that aren't friends with us. Uh, (laughs) anyway, uh, I think I mean, I think that's it for the show, gentlemen.
3: Uh, yeah, good show, Colonel Sanders. Great, check out the podcast on that, people.
0: Uh, once again, are follow we, us on What TikTok. are we doing
3: for our fantasy football? Is that today? Uh, yeah, I moved the time to 8 p.m. There's like three people signed up. So, what's happening?
0: 8 p.m. Mountain Time?
3: It's me, May, and somebody else is on there. That's it.
0: No Dr. Dave?
3: No. Oh. Uh, I sent it in the chat thing. I don't know if he's got it blocked or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yeah.
3: Uh, do you just want me to postpone it? Not do it? What do you want? I mean, I don't, I don't know. And we'll, we'll, you
2: can't really do a league with three people. <laughs> no. We'd all it have like the best teams, teams ever. Yeah, yeah.
3: I like, mean, uh, it's sort of understandable won, like, three be, points.
0: because most of the people <laughs> that listen to this show are not into football. So it makes sense that we don't have a lot of followers that want to join fantasy football here. But, uh, you know, and especially with, uh, with as horrible as a team as some of our co-hosts root for, you know, why would you even want to entertain that?
3: Um, oh, we got to talk about that we, haven't,
0: we didn't get to rub up. Yeah, that. I guess maybe the last five minutes uh, for, for the rest of the show If uh, you're not interested in football, you can log off But uh, we can need to talk yeah. about the beautiful Beautiful game cho- game time decisions yeah. Made by the Nebraska Coaching. Cornhuskers
3: yeah. Yeah, they-
0: <laughs> I, uh, I, so, I can't
3: go back down this. Well, what's the story? How's it go, Corey? Where they okay, so it's points?
0: Nebraska 11 uh, Calm down uh, Nebraska playing great football, play, playing great football, just beating. I mean, first drive of the game, they go and score a touchdown. They stop Northwestern. They go back and score. I mean, it's just beautiful. And then third quarter comes around and they score another touchdown, and they're up by eleven points. I think it was uh, twenty eight. Uh, what was it? Twenty eight to seventeen. That's what it was. And the uh, choice was made to uh, uh, kick an onside. Uh, kickoff straight to a running back for Northwestern. Straight, straight to the running back. Not even to a D lineman. Not to an offensive lineman. The kicker looks at the running back and then kicks it straight to him. And uh, I, I don't believe Nebraska scored points after that. I mean, what was the what was I mean, what was the decision making there by the uh, your Lord and Savior Scott Frost? I'm just the guy that's going to take you to national championships again. No,
2: he came out and ate it. He said he said I owe my team seven points. But the rest of it is, you know, on them. We got outplayed.
0: <laughs> he got outcoached. He got Not outcoached. For, again.
2: You know, blah blah blah. When that happens, that's you put your team in panic mode. Uh, Fitzgerald and- in Northwestern, yeah. they always do this. They always do this. Like our defense all spring was oh, we're gonna be fucking top twenty defense. Our defense is gonna be fucking thing that puts Nebraska back on the map. Our defense looked like a bunch of fucking girls out there playing tackle or touch football. I mean, it was embarrassing. Were they puking too much?
0: Is that what was going on? They were puking too much during right? the preseason? Yeah,
2: pukes. I mean...
0: I don't know if you know about like, that, Devin, but uh, Scott gets hurt. Scott Frost was bragging during the offseason about how much he was getting his uh, team to puke during practice, which he got immediate trouble for and had to back off
1: oh shit because
0: yeah. that's just where you want your son going oh we puke him. we puke multiple times a day yeah yeah four times a day 40 oh
1: yeah.
2: yeah it's i mean it's for like at this point like i love scott frost but i mean i almost mm. it's maybe it's just time really if we don't game beat one north dakota if we don't beat north dakota by 50 fucking points i think trey alberts is just gonna be like motherfucker sorry
0: well, I know that his payoff... Because
2: we could have easily started this season 11-0. and 11-0. Until you
0: Until took on Iowa?
2: either Wisconsin or Iowa. And, and then it got sketchy. You know, then, it, then the battle comes in. But we could, like, Oklahoma, who knows what the fuck they're going to be. But now, I don't know what the fuck we're going to be. Like, we so mad i'm oh, sure my jersey. Like, when they so came bad, out wait you ripped, ripped your
3: jersey up he said he almost no did. i wanted to oh, Okay. when they came out an on-site kick were you just yelling at the screen before they even oh, kicked it
2: God. so here's the thing right <laughs> so my uh my son we had his uh, uh birthday party sat yesterday his yeah. one-year-old birthday party so like i had to like Be angry inside and be a mute because like I had to I brought a TV outside and watched it so I could be a part of the you know the events
1: and I was just
2: like like just and everyone was like what and I was like what do you mean what are you not watching that TV over there you want to watch these sweaty kids look at that TV we just honestly kicked it we're up by 11
3: fucking face beat red too. you know he's fucking red as his red solo cup he's fucking drinking at it (laughs) Son of a bitch! Fucking little Kool Aid for his punch bowl, you
0: know. Uh, do you think that playing in Ireland was a bad choice?
2: No, I think that was fantastic. I think that
0: was really cool. Now the credit card you know, like, machines broke good. down in Ireland, yeah, so they just offered they free, free beer and, free beer
3: and, and food. Beer and alcohol. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whoa!
0: Yeah. So everyone yeah, was wasted all at
2: Ireland, least.
3: All that. Yeah. yeah. Well, you had to be wasted. No, well, you don't know. Fuck it. God says drink for free. <laughs> yeah. I love football. Yeah. <laughs> The taps are still working. <laughs> I love hand egg.
0: It's the greatest <laughs> sport ever. <laughs>
3: <laughs> sit around, watch him throw the ball, get drunk, eh? yeah, it was, uh,
0: it uh, was, yeah, You know what? I'm just glad tough, you guys man. play Week Zero. You know? <laughs> I'm glad you guys do all that bullshit. First of all, Northwestern is no joke. They're always no, sneaky they good.
2: But, I mean, but, god damn it, man. Northwestern? Like, it's.
0: I can't tell you how many games we've lost in Northwestern. Chicago,
2: like wait, that's a team full of whites. Like, come on, a team that wears purple.
0: Listen, I'm going to give a quick football breakdown, real quick. <coughs> what really bothered me about your guys's last drive is you ran the same play four times in a row. It I was, guess. it Thank was, you. it was ten yards curls for all the receivers. All receivers curled ten yard curls for all five wide. Everyone curled, and uh, the first time. They gave him, like, a seven-yard cushion. And then the second time, they gave him a five-yard cushion. And then the third time, they gave him no cushion. It was incomplete. And then the fourth time, it tipped off the guy's hands into the other guy that was just waiting for a tip. And that's how they picked it uh, off. And yeah, that ending tip, I mean, that Like, you couldn't run a stop-and-go or something? For got fucking feet for hands. That thing hit him square in the goddamn It, it did not. It was yeah. way behind him. The guy was throwing behind what? him all day. All day he was throwing behind him. Your little savior out of like Texas.
2: Third string tight end. I mean, he, he did good. Casey Thompson looked pretty good. I mean, but he had his t- – or his – the wide receivers didn't help. I mean, we got all these transfers to come in thinking that they could dominate the Big Ten because they came from uh, the SEC and the Big 12. And they just like, – they didn't wow anybody.
0: 22 transfers um, Nebraska brought in. Yeah. 22 starters 22 starters they brought in and they still couldn't do jack <laughs> shit. that brass <Nebraska> of football
3: <laughs> when you're, who are your <sighs>
0: uh we play sandy uh or we play south Dakota state Jackrabbits Saturday so uh we might lose that one I'm not uh I'm not convinced it's Iowa football if we lose to south Dakota state we're probably going undefeated the rest of the year because that's how we play Uh, If we beat them, we'll probably have a four-loss season. But you know what's nice is we win the games we're supposed to, and uh, (laughs) unlike other franchises with uh, Golden Childs as their fucking head coach. Oh, Scott Frost! You gotta save Nebraska football! I'm gonna save Nebraska football, (laughs) Scott Frost. Second coming of Jesus Christ. Yeah, well, I could have told you UCF was not a good uh,
2: measuring (laughs) stick. Measuring stick
0: for. Big Ten football. Welcome to the Big Ten boys. I and you know what the best part about it is I you know because I revel in Nebraska uh, football fans so I I tuned in to Lincoln Nebraska's pregame radio show just to listen to what they were saying and it's the same shit every fucking year. Oh well, the schedule is super easy we're going to roll the Big Ten this year we're going to roll the Big Ten they fucking suck there's not a really good team we're playing not one good team we're playing first game lose they lose to Northwestern, and then they're all like heartbroken. No Their mind is blown. How did we? Hi, yeah. it's Northwestern. We used to beat Colorado all the time. This doesn't make no sense. Well, you're playing big boy football. You still, you still think you can run Big Twelve, Big Twelve defense? Doesn't work. Doesn't work. Something,
2: something. I mean, that Northwestern quarterback played good, but still.
0: Well, and Northwestern had a horrible year last year because. Like most small schools in the Big Ten, you can have two good years, and then you have two rebuilding years and because you can't get all your uh, – you can't get 22 transfers in a season. Is so this true it's, of
3: college ball like the NFL? Have you ever noticed like the first couple of weeks like in the NFL, offenses kind of dominate because defense is really not sure exactly how the other team is going to play. So the offenses kind of have a little bit more – Big
0: Ten's different. It's defenses yeah. dominate. Is it not like that in it's college different. where – Big Ten is
2: is defense in the trenches, offense and defense line. But there's too many fucking pussy children out there that just want to look flashy and not know how to tackle. And it's Mm. –
0: It shows. North had
2: three running backs that are going to go to the Hall of Fame because (laughs) they – I mean,
1: they looked like Marshall Falk out there.
2: They
0: did look good. There was was, – because they got the ball with like five minutes left and they just – every play was a run. Every play was a run. And Nebraska could not stop them. them. Couldn't Mm. stop them.
3: That doesn't and say and, that doesn't and, and fare like, well.
2: Seven guys, seven or eight guys got their black shirts before this game. And that's like the black shirt thing, like that's the tradition. That's mm. like you're the team you lead team captain as a defense. Mm. And that defense my high school team in two thousand eight could have scored twenty one <laughs> points.
0: I mean it's gold stuff. I was
2: so disappointed. I, I hope <laughs> we get bounce back and, and we get in the right. Mm.
0: Uh, we also not,
2: um oh. Scott Frost will be fired by uh, the Oklahoma game.
0: Yeah, maybe it's time to bring back uh, Bielema. Brent is in
2: Illinois. <sighs>
0: that's right. That's right. Because they the shit out of Wyoming. Yes, yeah, because they recognize what a real good coach looks like, and not some fucking pony, pony boy that they bring in from uh, fucking Florida. I don't know. Not even Florida I don't know. University I don't know. of Central Florida. It's. it's uh, you know, I mean, they
2: share the, the title,
0: right? I uh, We should give a shout-out to the newest Phantom Fact member. Uh, our uh, One of our co-hosts, Lindsay, gave birth to a healthy baby girl, Evelyn. So, congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. Uh, I expect follows and likes in her to start showing topicals within the year. So. <laughs>
3: nice. <laughs> she All right. will. She's going to be the new uh, go-to beer girl
0: i think so that's, i think that's uh, her jam i think oh, yeah, it's, that's just... i know unfortunately we lost the previous beer ambassador but we've moved on found uh found someone else so we're looking forward to that uh and also uh coming next month we have a new fourth showing up so i'm pretty excited about that uh anyway
3: good show guys
0: well
3: um all right everybody remember have a good day
0: uh pay attention for the uh, Colonel Sanders interview we'll be having come up uh, later in the week and then if you have any questions or comments feel free to call 605-868-8404 support us on Patreon follow us on phantomfacts.com everyone have a good rest of your week this is the emergency broadcast
1: system this is not a test repeat this is not a test this is our advice
0: But a sugar is mine.
1: I don't know what that means.